Hello and welcome to the Her Sports Show. I'm your host, Jessica Gardner. Today, we get to chat with Sarah Torrens, who plays for the Irish women's national hockey team. Sarah takes us through a journey to becoming a national hockey player and being a part of the first Irish women's team to ever qualify for an Olympics. She also shares with us her hopes for the future of hockey in Ireland. Let's get into it. We're going to start off with something a bit chilled. So... What would you say is your routine before a match? Like, do you have like a pre-match ritual, a playlist that you listen to? Um, yeah, I actually, I always listen to more like chilled songs just to kind of keep my head in a, a chill space, I suppose. Um, I know the, the team would probably have like a speaker going as well. Um, so a few of us would have our seats on the bus. Joe, no matter what bus it is, we kind of have the same spots. Um, so that would be on the way to the game. And then... Yeah, I suppose once we're there, we kind of just chill out in the change room, have a bit of a dance <laughs> uh, to certain songs. And I always, I don't try and be kind of superstitious around things because our, our venues can change. So you wouldn't really want to rely on, on certain things. But I kind of always go like left, left sock, right sock, left shoe, right shoe. Yeah, it's kind of my <laughs> my thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, apart from that, I just kind of, yeah, go around with the group and yeah, just kind of stay stay chilled and keep the, the heart rate down for, <laughs> for as long as I can. Yeah. And then is there maybe also like a snack that you'll always eat just before a game? Before a game? Yeah. Uh, I suppose my meal would always be like pasta, pasta mm. and chicken. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, everything is pasta and chicken, a bit of pesto maybe, but um, a snack, maybe you know, a few Nature Valley bars or we have like a lot of gels that we'd use. Um, so having those, maybe a banana or something. But okay. yeah, again, try to keep it simple. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of eating like straight before a game. So mm. yeah, I prefer kind of getting it out of the way three or four hours in advance. And then after a game, when you are completely knackered and just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tired, what is like your favorite go-to meal? Oh, that's tough. Um, we're actually really fortunate that we're, we're sponsored by Saba. So mm. a lot of the time post games and post training, we'd have kind of Saba ready. So that'd be just some curries. Um, or like noodle dishes, um, but I suppose my, my go-to, it could even be like a pizza. Okay. <laughs> I love a good pizza, nice and simple. Um, but yeah, just something with probably a lot of carbs is, is the main thing, yeah, just to recover. Another random question, pineapple on a pizza? Or Absolutely no? not. Okay. No, <laughs> big red flag. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, so um, Sarah, you play um, a forward for Ireland women's national hockey team. Um, so someone comes up to you they've never heard of hockey before you have 30 seconds to explain to them like what hockey is to sum it up I'm actually going to put a timer on now <laughs> so you've got 30 seconds okay explain <laughs> <Need every> second. <laughs> it's and meant to be yeah meant to be a simple game but you know it's very complicated <laughs> um okay, you can start, I can start now grand um yeah no it, it's a real quick attacking style game um it's probably, yeah, we're meant to keep it simple, but of course we, we always complicate it for ourselves, but it's it's just about how fast you can move the ball around the pitch. And you know, there's obviously two circles either end, so you can only score in those circles. So as a forward, it's kind of our job to, to put the goal or to put the ball in the back of the goal. So um, it's really nice when that happens, but um, yeah, it kind of comes few and far between sometimes. So it is tough up there, but yeah, it's, it's basically how you can just move players and, and move the ball. So it's quite tactical. Um, and yeah, you kind of, you need to be switched on for the whole 60 minutes just to, to get that, that those goals. 
Yeah, I just realized I actually didn't click start, so, but I'm sure that was 30 seconds. It's hard to get in the 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but just also, so how many players are on the field during a game? So there's 11, 11 yeah. players, so 10 outfield and one keeper. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then obviously then your job is to just try and score the goals. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And we have rolling subs, so because the game is so quick, do mm. we, we kind of play, do we, it might be like six minutes on, three minutes off, but you're, you're kept going the whole time and... And it's, yeah, just so that we can keep the tempo in the game. We just need to, yeah, keep rotating uh, all the subs, yeah. yeah. Awesome, thanks. So growing up, did you play a lot of other different sports? I did a lot of athletics, actually, when I was younger. So I did athletics and hockey together. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the athletics. It was really hard to kind of keep it up when the hockey got a bit more serious and I started breaking into kind of national squads. Um, it's just so competitive that you need to train for Joe five, six days a week. Um, so I had to kind of choose um, eventually. I think I was about 16. But uh, yeah, I chose hockey just, I think, because of the team sport element and mm-hmm. um, Joe, we can travel the world with it and, and be really competitive. So um, yeah, I'm delighted yeah, with that decision. But yeah, I do miss the athletics, especially Joe. It's great to see the likes of Rashida and everything doing really well now. And you miss kind of the relays and everything. But yeah, maybe when I retire from hockey, I can always yeah go back to that. <laughs> yeah. So I actually did some some digging oh, yeah. <laughs> in preparing for this, and I saw that you ran for DSD and mm. you won numerous national medals, and an under sixteen two hundred meter relay Irish record. Yeah. So you were obviously amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty special. I mean, it's it's hard to win national medals, mm. let alone kind of get records. I think that record was broken about two or three years ago, so okay. <laughs> unfortunately I don't have it anymore. But uh, it was really good at the time. As as it was great that we had a we had a good group in DSD. You know, we had four or five of us that were really competitive there. But our relays were always yeah really successful. And yeah, I picked up a couple of individual medals, which is always nice as well. So, mm-hmm. so did you start off with the athletics, and then at what age did hockey? Yeah, so I started with the athletics, and then I think I was about eight. Maybe I started the hockey. Um, I think that was the youngest kind of age that you could at the time and um, where now you can probably get into it when you're four or five which is great oh, yeah. yeah um but yeah starting corinthians then um so it's kind of just up the road for me a local club um when i was about eight and yeah played there until about fifth year in school and that's when i moved then to to loretto because they were in the eyhl mm. so it's the top league in ireland yeah okay and you still play for them and i still play for loretto yeah okay awesome and so in 2019 um ireland qualified for the tokyo olympics after defeating canada and they became the first irish women's hockey team to qualify for the olympic games and leading up to this you sustained an injury so you missed out on the euro championships in 2021 so let's chat a bit about that what actually happened there yeah so um Obviously, we went through COVID and everything where we weren't training um, together. We were doing our running sessions all alone and gymming in the, in our gardens. And then we came back as a group. I think it could have been around January in 2021 um, in the lead up then to Tokyo. And Joe was really competitive for, for those few months. And we had a selection for the Europeans, um, which was kind of the final 18. And then it still had to be broken down to the 16 for Tokyo. So um, it was a big tournament to kind of Joe cement your place. Um, but after selection, I think it could have been about two days after we got the email, um, I was training and I just rolled my ankle um, and tore, I think, tore one ligament and kind of sprained another. Mm. Um, so I did a, did a good job on it. Um, so it's definitely a roller coaster of emotions at that point. You know, mm. it, it was my first kind of selection for a senior tournament, mm. so it was exciting. Um, 
but then yeah I knew I was real diet kind of once I sustained that but um yeah I just I still had Tokyo in mind and we're fortunate that we had another tournament I suppose that summer um let alone the Olympics so yeah I just did all my rehab when the girls were away and made sure that I could kind of be on that plane um if selected so and mm. yeah fortunately I, I was <laughs> yeah so would you say that um wanting to go to Tokyo was your your biggest motivation at that point yeah absolutely and you, know, you don't know, really know where you stand at all in the squad until until that email comes out um but yeah it was it was always in the back of my mind kind of mm. every morning getting off to do my rehab um it was yeah the main motivation because it was so close so um yeah just yeah it really made it worthwhile mm. getting on the plane and I'm sure for any athlete as well uh, you don't want to get injured um because that really just throws a spanner in the mm. works um so would you say there was maybe something or a few like lessons you learned um during that time where you were injured um, which made you think okay I don't want to get injured again so did you maybe have to change habits around or yeah yeah I I suppose it really makes you really diligent about I know like nutrition was huge at the time making sure I'd do enough kind of protein intake for for the healings that they're great for joe healing ligaments tendons everything um so i I really put a huge focus into that and i've kind of maintained that since um which i think has really stood to me and i suppose also just not taking it for granted being on the pitch has been a huge thing and i've been fortunate enough in my career not to get too many injuries but um yeah you just every time you're on the pitch you just want to you want to be there playing so yeah just not taking it for granted as well yeah um, so you made your senior international tournament debut um, when you were selected to to head to Tokyo and be a part of the national team. Do you remember how you felt um, when you received that news? Because obviously <laughs> you had been injured. So mm-hmm. like you said, that was your motivation to obviously get into this, the squad. But you, you still, it was still very much up in the air. So how did you act when you found out? Yeah, I think I was probably speechless. I, you know, you get the email. We, we get selection emails at 8 a.m. every morning. So... Okay. At least there was a time, but I, I can tell you, I didn't sleep at all <laughs> that night. And I think I read the email probably four or five times to make sure I was <laughs> reading it correctly. And uh, mom was just outside the door, obviously knowing that, that mm. it was coming. So, oh, we we're just delighted and you know, just, yeah, delighted that I, ha- I actually had had gotten there and the rehab mm. paid off. And uh, yeah, we received it at eight night, a rehab session at nine. So kind of had to <laughs> switch straight back into to that mode. But um. No, it was just great to be able to just celebrate it with family and friends mm-hmm. and everything. And Joe, Sean, the coach, called me as well a couple hours after. So it was, it was nice just to yeah to get all that kind of recognition and yeah just just know is is what was coming yeah. up. And I think it was awesome also that the coach phoned you um just because I think it also gives you just that personal element of like him also probably wanting to con- congratulate you yeah. as well. Yeah, because it's a tough mm-hmm. time for a coach as well, you mm-hmm. know, with any selection. Yeah. Um, in any sport, so. Yeah, it's it's special. I think he he was involved as well in in Olympic teams when he was a player. So yeah, he kind of knows how it is as a player's point of view. So yeah, it's always special just to yeah hear mm. their words. Yeah. So now you became an Olympian, <laughs> and before actually going there, um, going to Tokyo, did you maybe have like any, like maybe like preconceptions of what you thought the experience would be like or did you want to go in and just try to block out anything <laughs> like any yeah. free notion that you might have had I honestly had no expectations at mm. all and we had Joe you know, the Olympic Village and everything but I think with COVID you really had no idea and Joe you know, people that were in Joe you know, the past games there was nothing to kind of compare it to to COVID with no spectators and 
and we didn't really know what the rules would be like once we got to the village with COVID testing and everything. So, um, yeah, with no expectations, which was almost nicer. Um, you know, so whatever, whatever came, we were excited about whether it was the, the smallest thing. We were like, oh, my God, like, I think we were 50 meters from the dining hall. It was like 24-7 dining hall. Just the small things like that was just, yeah, it was really nice. Um, but it was really nice being there with, as a group and Joe you know, with the team because you could just enjoy it together. And like every, yeah, you just remember every little thing, Joe, you know, your, your first drive. We had um, like driverless cars there and stuff. So it was just everything. Yeah, you just remember it. And yeah, it was just really special. Yeah. Oh, those driverless cars. Very interesting. <laughs> I would have yeah. probably been most excited about that. I know. It took a while to trust them, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Get injured before a game, car crash. <laughs> but um, I know it was great. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. And now, um, so Ireland was in quite a difficult pool. Um, I mean, there was like world champs. Netherlands was in the pool. Germany, Olympic champions at the time, Britain. Um, and then also India and South Africa, who were ranked underneath Ireland, um, but I think still in general was a, it was a difficult pool. So, and unfortunately, Ireland got knocked out of the pool stages. Um, yeah, obviously it must have been very difficult for the team. Um, but do you remember how you also felt um, after that? Yeah, I think you know the first South Africa game um, was a target game, and mm. and we were yeah really obviously delighted to to win that. But yeah, just walking out you know, to do the anthems and everything. Uh, for that first game it's just it was just incredible and they were empty stands and <laughs> so we didn't really have that atmosphere but just to be there and, and kind of know that we were you know, the first Irish women's hockey team to be in Olympics yeah that was that was really special um but we did want to kind of get to the quarters and, and maybe contest the semis um so it was really disappointing yeah to be knocked out um especially just being so close we kind of lost it was one nil to India and maybe two or three to GB but they were tight games um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely disappointing finish, but yeah, we were just kind of, yeah, fortunate to be there. Happy the games actually went ahead as well. Um, cause there was question over that and yeah, it just kind of gave us the motivation to, to get back for Paris and to start competing in those mm -hmm. big tournaments. Yeah. And I think also because you guys were the first, um, Irish women's team to actually go there, um, you guys became trailblazers. And I think mm -hmm. for a lot of youngsters who were looking and then when they also heard the news, um, I think you really like set such a good example for what could be achieved and I think you opened like the eyes to a lot of like the future generation of, of hockey players um which must yeah. have been pretty cool if you think <laughs> about it though yeah it's really special and you know, the girls were got a silver at the world cup as well so that kind of you know, set the standard and to continue with the Tokyo um just success of qualifying um is really important for us and, and we knew that that kind of set the legacy going forward so yeah, we've there's been a huge uptake, you know, in, in young people playing hockey now and it's great. You know, we've been around clubs all over Ireland, um, with Softco and our sponsors and it's just been brilliant just to see the enthusiasm and see the green jerseys around because you, you wouldn't have had that a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's really nice to, to see the sport growing. Yeah. And I know also, um so when we just joined um the our club that we, my husband and I play at in Donabate, um, the manager was also telling us um, when he was trying to like solve the club to us and everything mm -hmm. but he was just explaining how after the woman had actually gone to the Olympics there was such a huge influx of young girls that joined yeah. the club and a lot of them stayed on so the interest from the girls at the club at their mm -hmm. club at the moment has just been phenomenal over the past couple of yeah. years um, so that is really cool um, so would you say uh, that Ireland was uh, would you say that hockey in Ireland was quite um not as popular a couple of years ago yeah it was definitely one of the kind of 
minority sports um and it's still hard to compete with <laughs> with the gaelic and camogie mm-hmm. and everything um but yeah it's a lot it is growing and we still want it to to grow a lot more now but um yes it's definitely one of the, the smaller sports in ireland but mm-hmm. we're yeah we're definitely making moves yeah um did you play camogie at all no i didn't okay yeah. but would you say though that um so i obviously don't know much about it yeah. <laughs> but would you say this I would think from, I have watched a bit of Komogi, and I think the skills do seem transferable if you wanted to switch to hockey. Yeah, yeah, Mm. I do get slagged for my lack of knowledge around (laughs) Komogi and Gaelic in the team, but um, yeah, you know, a lot of the girls, there's the Kerry twins and everything, they played Komogi for Dublin and everything growing up, and you can definitely see those skills, yeah, coming Mm. through, because we do a lot of 3D skills now, Mm. so in the air, um, a lot of kind of, yeah, tricks and skills around that. Um, so definitely, yeah, it'd be transferable and even do kind of volleying shots in the circle mm. if it's shooting on goal. Um, yeah, it's, it's all kind of relative and I'm sure you know, the Dublin managers might be on to us someday <laughs> <laughs> to get us in there, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, similar. So um, the Hockey European Championships are coming up. Um, so when will it be and where will it be as well? And how are you guys feeling about it? Yeah, so the Europeans are in Germany this year in Mönchengladbach. I'm probably not saying that right, but it's uh, um, in there. It's a great sports centre there. I think they have football and, and rugby and all sorts there. So it'll be a good atmosphere, I'd say. I think they've sold out kind of games already. Oh, wow. um, we start, I think our first game is the 18th of August. So we travel, they're travelling about two weeks time from now. And we'll have a week of training over there and then we'll, we'll get going. Um, but yeah, we're, we're so excited to go. Um, the Europeans is probably Joe, one of the hardest tournaments in, in world hockey, just mm. with the standard of teams in Europe. Um, so it's always brilliant to be able to kind of go and try and compete with them. Um, and of course, the winner gets a ticket to Paris. So Joe, you yeah. never know <laughs> what might happen. But um, it's also important for our Paris qualifier in January, kind mm. January, February next year. Um, just to make sure we can yeah, secure that spot mm. uh, going forward. Yeah. So could you sum up maybe um, what the Olympic qualification journey is mm. for, for hockey players? Yeah, so I think a lot of, the, a lot of people will probably remember there was the Donnybrook experience um, for the girls qualifying for Tokyo, and that was just kind of one-off games, but it's changed now to two tournaments. Um, so there'll be two tournaments in January um, with eight teams in each, and basically the, three, the top three in each tournament will qualify. Um, so there'll be six teams from there. Um, and that doesn't include kind of continental winners. So the winner of Europe, the African Championships, the Oceania Cup and, and the likes of those. Um, so, yeah, obviously, if you, you win your continental, you're straight through. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we'll all be in that tournament kind of fighting for those top three spots. OK. Yeah. Is there maybe a particular team that you are most excited to play at the um, European Championships? Europeans, yeah, well, we have Germany in our group and yeah, it's always really nice playing the host nation, mm-hmm. Joe, you'll get a good crowd out. And we played Holland in um, the World Cup last year in Holland and that was, it was such a special experience. Um, so hopefully it'll be kind of similar. Um, but yeah, I think playing Germany and Joe, we always kind of go well against them, I think. And they're just, a, yeah, a nice team to play against. So hopefully, yeah, it'll be an exciting game. Mm. Yeah, super exciting, yeah. And... So I'm sure the path to becoming a national athlete is, um, it's, it's different for everyone, but I'm sure a lot of sacrifices also have to happen. Um, so would you say that you had to make quite a few sacrifices to get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I think yeah we've all we've all made so many sacrifices whether it's you know I think when we started say under 16 under 18s you'd be missing the parties at the weekend and stuff (laughs) but now you know we've kind of grown and like personally I've had to kind of defer college and everything and so I've done my college course over kind of six seven years rather than (laughs) the four so kind of different things like that you know some girls have put work off for a few years and so you might then have to live at home for a few years longer and maybe not move out so it's smaller things I suppose as you get older and there's different sacrifices that have Mm -hmm. to be made but um Joe we'd never kind of question them like it's always Joe with the next tournament in mind so it's always worthwhile um but yeah I don't think you could maybe be as as successful as maybe we are if um if you're continuing kind of the normal life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um Yeah. yeah doing everything Here's a fact for you. Twice as many girls drop out of sports than boys before the age of 14. So as a sportswoman yourself um, and someone also grew up playing sport, why do you think it's important for girls to be involved in sport? Yeah, I think it's it's so special, I think, as a girl, because it's just changing um, kind of our perception um, of things recently. Do you know, um, having women in sport is just, it's so powerful now and yeah, we still, when you ask probably people's role models, it's, it's still probably majority male uh, sports people. So, but that is changing, you know, with the likes of Katie Taylor, Katie Arrington, all those um, strong like Irish sports people um, are really changing that for everyone. And yeah, it's just, it's it's so important just to see the numbers um, from the women's side, just so we can, yeah, keep growing it and um, keep everyone's interest, yeah, in the in the high sports people. Mm. And just sort of following on to that, um, why do you love hockey and how has it impacted your life? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think it's just such a challenging game that you know, every day is almost, it's like a learning day. Um, like as soon as you get comfortable at one skill, there's there's something else that you need to develop. So it's always, I think I just love the challenge of it um, and knowing that Joe, you, know, you can work on something new every day. Um, and yeah, it's had a huge impact today on my life, probably on, on my family and everything. But do you know, they love traveling around the world following us playing and yeah even my dad was a big soccer player when he was younger so yeah just seeing kind of his daughters just playing um it's just really special for him and yeah it's just it's just a great sport and doing it with with your friends that Joe you're, you're playing with day in day out it's just it's really nice yeah mm, yeah and I think also I can also resonate with um I think specifically hockey like it's also a team sport and I think mm there's nothing better than having that camaraderie with like your, your teammates and the friendships you build as well, which you can probably relate to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've all gone through the hard sessions together and, and the easier ones. But yeah, when you get that success, you know, you, you've done it together. So it's it just makes it yeah extra special. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, I just thought of another question now, would you say that um, do you guys have like agreements beforehand or do you make decisions about what you'll do like if you score a goal or is that <laughs> not a thing is it very much like okay you do what you want to do if you score a goal I'll do what I do <laughs> yeah no we've never really discussed that um I suppose you don't know when the goal is going to come yeah. whether it's Joe you know, if it's in a corner a lot of us will be there so you know you do your kind of classic huddle but I think if an individual scores it's a bit more yeah a bit more drama around it and everyone's running um because it's probably more of a shock do you know in a way because mm. it's it could go wide it could go in you never really know so um yeah we don't really talk about it I mean some of the soccer players have a few gigs and stuff don't they (laughs) maybe we should get get that into the game yeah you know who knows you guys can start maybe not diving on the pitch but like (laughs) no (laughs) we get sent off (laughs) (laughs) true um so 
or also again just leading on um why would you encourage other girls and women to play hockey um i think just the friends element of it is huge um you know we're a lot of us coach as well so i've coached your primary school girls secondary school girls and to see them coming out after school and just you know they're just having fun with their friends and i think it's really special so yeah just being able to be part of a team i think is is something really nice just growing up and just learn there's so many skills you can learn in terms of joe leadership skills and kind of organization and and just being diligent with, with training and everything so yeah, there's, there's so much that you can, yeah, just develop, which will be already stand to you kind of going forward and into future life. Mm. And looking into the future, what would you, you say are your aspirations um, as a national hockey player and how do you hope to make a positive impact on the sport? Which I think you are already doing, especially with um, also being a coach. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, like, with the team, obviously Paris is the main goals now, Um but I think, yeah, just looking forward to where we can maybe get the jersey. We always say about the legacy of the jersey. Um, it's just, yeah, if we can get to Paris and then hopefully continue on. I think LA is the next one. But just to solidify Ireland in, in the world stage and, and know that we'll get to those tournaments every year um, is really important for us. So if we can leave kind of the jersey in a better place for the next girls coming through and, mm. and set the standard, um, I think that will be one of our goals achieved. Um, of course it's it's yeah it's never easy and you know, I'm not sure how long I'll be coaching you know, but if I, yeah you could have maybe a role kind of in development squads and stuff as well and, and give them the lessons that we've learned um, I think it could be really important so yeah just to make sure that the, the girls behind us develop with us and yeah just set that legacy going forward okay awesome thank you so much thanks for tuning in we hope to see you again for the next episode be sure to subscribe to Her Sports social platforms to get the latest women in sports content. Thank you.